Hey, what's up, guys? E-Rob, Eric Robinson here, one half of the dynamic Eric Squared Circle duo, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Eric Ozio. What's up, buddy? Huh. Pretty good now. Esteemed. We're the esteemed Eric. You're welcome. Oh, just call me esteemed. I, I think I think that we're pretty awesome, you know. Well, don't let's not get a huge ego. <laughs> Another E. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard not to. It's been a great week for our YouTube channel, man. I mean, when the girlfriend's away, 140 views. Thank you so much to everybody that uh, has taken the time to watch that. That was true Ooh, labor of love, and bowling. I had an absolute blast That's doing like that, around man. my bowling score. That's like the last highest bowling score I had. I love it. Love it. Not bad, right? 140 is not too bad. I'll take it. Depends on who you're bowling with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's anyway, been a crazy, crazy week in the wrestling community of industry that it is. How do you want to start this off? This coming um, of Eric Squared Circle show, back to you all here as a some of podcast format. Uh, oof. Well, I feel like, I mean, we have to, let, let's just steer into the, to the skid here. Um, we're all underground, dude. <laughs> I went from like, oh, fight club. ready, ready to throw, you're not supposed to talk about it. I went from getting ready to throw my remote at my TV to this is good. Like in the course of three hours, man. I mean, I think that everything that they've done to set this up has been nothing short of incredible. Like, Concept, yes, hokey. It's it's is it brawl for all? Yes. There's a little bit more of the work element to it, but let's call a spade a spade. You know, that that's it's it's brawl for all again. Um, but it feels a little bit more like Def Jam Vendetta for PS3. Just saying. Um That was a fun time. I did right? enjoy that game when I was uh what was 13, 14 years old. Yeah, it's kinda hard time. not to. That was a good excuse to just, you know, beat down on your brothers without actually beating down on them. Pretty satisfying, you know. Like you know, I mean, well, I, well, I actually did it. Well, I mean, care. I did, I did as well. But you know, it's it's you know, sometimes better to beat down on their spirits, crush their souls in some Def Jam, three, do some crazy moves like they don't even know what's going on. Nah. Anyway, yeah, Raw Underground kicked off with um, basically the only names that I recognized were Ivar. And Dolph Ziggler uh, had a few talents from NXT, and then obviously the the Hurt Business comes in and and decides that hey we're gonna go ahead and take this over, and that was a nice little wrinkle too, and that was kind of what sold me on this could be a pretty cool concept. Um, MVP is one of those guys that, and and uh, I kind of went through this in my uh, quick hits video that's also up on YouTube now. Um, having that player coach role and and being able to to work so closely with guys like Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. Um, is going to do them a world of good. You know, Lashley had his best run in Impact when he was managed by MVP, and that led him to a couple of world title runs. I don't see how this could be any different, especially if they take something like Raw Underground and basically turn it into, you know, Bobby's, you know, basically his training gym with punching bags to just go take out people for shits and gigs in this, you know, no-rules environment. You know, you can play that up for for big matches, and who knows – this could be something that, if done right, draws the attention of Brock Lesnar. Brock has done everything that there is in WWE, but now this is something fresh. It's something new, and if this is something that Bobby dominates, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to book something like this? This underground fight between Brock and Bobby, especially when they're going to do that worked element anyway. This could be something that is 
phenomenal, excuse me, on, um, yeah. It's okay, it's the internet. It's he gets fine. heated. He gets heated. I apologize. But we got um, that bleeped out. We'll be all right. Yeah, it, it's fine. Um, yeah, but I, I think that this is something that could easily draw Brock's attention, again, if you book it properly, because you not only have the, the big match potential in Brock and Bobby still, but think of the war of words between MVP and Paul Heyman in a sport like this. A lot to love about it. What do you think? I mean, uh, I didn't, I mean, it was very interesting, the surrounding, you know, allure, what they had going around it, the dancing ladies and the ringless ring. So it's a lot more edgy. There's no, there's no control there. And I feel like this might be a setup for their ability to build these factions that they want to get to a model that they had in the Attitude Era. Uh, where there's all these excellent faction groups, these tag team setups. And again, yeah. I feel like it's a direct correlation to what tag team division we're seeing on Wednesday nights in both NXT and AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars now. Yeah. Bringing up these factions on Raw and SmackDown to build on this, like, we're assuming this is going to take a 45-minute slot of the show every single night if it's not broken up or in one single segment. See- See, that's the thing. I mean, I think that with something like Raw Underground, I mean, yeah, you could easily do the let's just give them, you know, 15, 20 minutes, do one segment that's theirs and move on. However, I really like the presentation of last night where you got a couple of fights and they just happen very, very quickly. It's it, in a way it works as nice filler um, when you don't necessarily want to show a match or a vignette or something like that. And this could be a really awesome way to reduce the number of rematches that that we tend to see on monday night raw i mean you know we had what they went back to kevin owens versus uh uh seth rollins again a couple of weeks ago and they just finished at wrestlemania they uh you know thought that randy orton versus big show was this huge main event that was going to pop a number and all it did was make me pop right out of my seat and change the channel and there's just there's there's just you know there's so many ways that they can make this work. They just need to get out of their own way and not like, like Bruce, seriously, do not screw this up. Like you've got the entire internet buzzing on this. Just please. Anyway. Anyway. So yes, again, going since that this could be a battleground foundation to them building up these factions, especially with the hurt business. Uh, Bobby Lashley led hurt business with MVP as well. So it's just, uh, this, uh, they need, that's what they're trying to get to. And it like match these Wednesday night wars ratings, but however, the Wednesday night war ratings are starting to get more to where they were prior to the pandemic. Raw did see, uh, over one and a half million viewers this past Monday night. Um, the most that they've seen of 2020, I'm guessing, uh, through brought Shane McMahon back to open up this underground, uh, amidst a bunch of other crazy, uh, storylines that are going on right now one we can speak on just real quickly what's going on montez ford being poisoned collapsing in the middle of the ring during a tag team match uh a lot of people are speculating obviously it could be easily kayfabe well, what are they doing well, here what's going on so so here's the thing i think that everybody knows that angel garza andrade and zelina were behind that um 
it, it, as hokey as this story is, do I think that it's kind of a jump the shark moment when it comes to, to this particular rivalry? Absolutely. Um, but I will say, I think that this is a nice way to reintroduce Bianca Belair because now she's got, she's got an ax to grind and it's, it's very clear that she can come for Zelina and Zelina, excuse me. And this could be an actually, you know, this could be, this is one match we don't see on Monday Night Raw. And I think that at this point in time right now, if they're really open to new ideas, they need to kind of think about, you know, hey, we've never done this before. We've never done, you know, A versus B. Let's give that a shot and see what happens. As as hokey as this, you know, storyline is and kind of, you know, how it just kind of came out of nowhere is what it is. But it's really not about how you start, it's how you finish. So this could still, you know... We know we have no doubts that this is going to be a great match at SummerSlam for the tag team titles. That's a given. I mean, Dawkins and Ford are are you know really on at the top of their game right now, and they they have earned every single opportunity that they've gotten in WWE so far. Sky's the limit with them. Um, you know, Andrade and Garza. It seemed like there was a lot of a start stop. You know, between them as as soon as uh, Zelina announced this new alliance. But they, they seem to, you know, they seem to click well. You know, we, we can put aside that every once in a while they bicker about, you know, who Zelina likes more and which one is mommy's favorite or whatever. But, you know, o- overall, this this gives everybody something to do and, and adds a little bit of drama, even if it is a little soapy. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Interfires, intertwines, goes down the grapevine. Go through the rest of the raw programming last night. We s- may have heard somewhat of a fire promo from Mr. Drew oh McIntyre. It was absolutely oh, fire. It wasn't okay. sort of oh, fire. It was Lord. fire. It was all the fires. Oh, it was all the fires. Oh, oh. Uh, McIntyre. And I'm quoting here from uh, CBS today. McIntyre thanked Orton. He was very received, and Orton warned him, but only to RKO him at the end of the show. McIntyre did not appreciate it. Do not. I can't do a good Scottish yeah. psychopath. It's very, uh, it's good. It's good uh, builder, good juju, uh, solid, um, you know, story building to their match. The tagline of the match sucks, but I'm very excited for the main event. Absolutely. Sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. It was good. It was all right. We had a special guest appearance on Raw last night. The two-time Hall of Famer, Rick Flair, confronted Kevin Owens. Told him he was becoming too much of a guidance counselor lately. What do you think of that? Is that going anywhere? What's going on over there? I'm not going to read into it, quite frankly. I I, I know that, uh, yeah, there was that segment, and I... Didn't realize that Flair was even out there with Randy during that promo with McIntyre until about halfway through when they finally just kind of did a wide pan of uh, the top of the set. Um, why is WWE risking Ric Flair like this during Little Miss Rona? There's there's no point. Like I, I it's the, discouraging. The thing the thing about Randy Orton is he's the legend killing legend. He doesn't need he doesn't need Flair's advice and counsel anymore. Like he at this point he's nearly twenty years into his run, 
and doing some of the best work of his career. What, like literally, Flair is out there for decoration and hoping that it pops a number just because he's there. Is is, is at least you know kind of the how I see it. Um, mm. But I, I don't necessarily think that you know I don't I don't see how he comes into play here. It's basically yeah, you want to mentor me, you want to tutor me. It's basically you see Arn and Tully over in AEW doing that, and you're like ooh ooh ooh, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it's uh, you don't really see the payoff. I don't see it either, especially with everything going on. Rick has already proven that he's had some issues in the last few years. Just yeah, he almost didn't take out that last time. So, Nia Jax receives a suspension from a guy that doesn't have the authority to do it. She calls Buck a runt, and she said she was doing the job of taking him out, but. I don't, yeah, I don't really see it either. She will not be suspended. She will be, she's been suspended. She'll just be outside the actual arenas of where they're filming and then like wait for Buck to come out and just attack him again. I I would say. I I don't, I don't understand the point of this. And I'm actually a little disappointed that, that, that this is where this story has gone because I was so excited for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And I thought, okay, we're like, we're going to get like a legit match here. And then, you know, we kind of see the blow up there where it ends in no contest. And it's like, cool. Okay. Maybe we'll get this at SummerSlam. Maybe this is a pre-show. Maybe this is something they will build around kind of that week before or week, you know, night after just to kind of, you know, draw a rating from it. But it devolved into Nia Jax, you know, beating the hell out of a producer that nobody knew his name until last week. And now he's got the power to suspend her indefinitely. Like you had Stephanie McMahon via Skype two weeks ago. How hard was that to do again? Shane McMahon was right in the back. Like some, like anybody else could have come out here, but I guess that would have taken away from, from uh, raw underground. So, you know, true story. A rich kid bought an underground fight club. Yes. Is basically what this is. Yes. And that's Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Rich kid. Yeah. What do you guys think of Raw Underground? Let us know in the comments. Lots of comments on bad, good, or ugly Raw Actually, Underground. Here's the real question. How long do you think Raw Underground lasts? Uh, at least through when AEW has all out at the end of August. So Essentially like early September. Weeks. Okay, three or four weeks. That's about you know, that's about what I give it. Because and, and the thing is, like, it, it is it a val- it's a valid question to wonder how long it's going to last. However, we have seen WWE over the years. If there's a if there's something they think just doesn't work, they're just not going to do it anymore. You know, so I, I can't say that I blame them for trying this again. However, like. We just got Brawl for All Dark Side of the Ring like this season. So you guys could have at least waited until some of the irony went away. Like there's an entire documentary filled with wrestlers about why this went wrong. Like not even just the injuries, but the the fact that it didn't end the way that they wanted to. Bart Gunn gets punished for going out there and doing his job here. So maybe that's why they're kind of taking some of that uh, some of that shoot aspect out of it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think that, you know. Three to four weeks is is and again it stinks. Yes, as they mentioned on Wrestle Talk, as I watched yesterday or this morning, earlier this morning, it just seems like it's the ratings. This clearly was a ratings grab, and all the things around it. Worked, it though. 
It worked. I'm not though, saying though. It didn't this, work. Was, this was their best show since June. So that's, I mean, that's potentially have to be every single week if they yeah. want to like stay relevant over a million and a half viewers throughout a so, throughout a program. So here's a so here's a pretty sobering reality. So last week's third hour of Raw was beat by both hours of Dynamite on Wednesday. Like just just let that sink in. Like that was their lowest hour ever for Raw, and then they got trounced by AEW and their full show. Like that that's got to say something. I think it does. I think it does. I think it does, E. You're listening to the Eric Square Circle Show. Or watching us, listening, whatever you want. Yeah, you can do both these days. But uh, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, remember to like and subscribe. Yeah. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And uh, make sure to turn on those notifications so you can get it, keep up with all the quick hits. We got some new comedy out here. And uh, yeah, this is uh, Continue this to get a more real content out there. Yeah, content is king these days. Oh, sorry, I just got the yards. Ah, I did Better. legs today, buddy. You'd be proud. Well, You'd have been proud of me. The twelve ounce curls. Both arms are just the right. Wouldn't you like to know? Don't really care. It's just being polite. Anywho. AEW kicked off the Deadly Draw tournament this week, a 16-woman tournament set to culminate in the crowning of the inaugural AEW Tag Team Champions. Night one was uh, pretty solid here. I mean, it's a little unfortunate that it's going to be a YouTube exclusive, but um, you know, I, it, it, I think that uh, last reporting, about 27,000 people, myself included, watched the uh, watched the live stream, and that's better than than dark averages generally. So that that uh, gives us some hope. Especially because uh, the uh, the viewership numbers this year are going to play a big part in whether this comes back next year and whether it gets a spot on television. So um, that is really, really, um, you know, that's really good to see that people are, are tuning in and wanting to check this out. Um, dude, I'm thoroughly entertained with this. I, I like the fact that there is no, you know, you don't get to control your partners. So you're going to get all these different pairings. We're going to see a lot of different styles match up here. And this is a real way for AEW to build some depth in that women's division. I mean, they are just being outpaced by WWE. WWE just doesn't know what to do with the talent that they have. Um, here, you know, AEW has talent. It's just a depth problem. So I, I think that, you know, inc incorporating this tag team tournament and uh, building women's tag team titles is going to give give them something else to do rather than focus on on Rio and, and the women's world championship there. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, we saw the, we saw the nightmare sisters advance, um, the, the odd couple of Brandy and Allie continuing to, uh, continuing to impress. Um, not really sure kind of how this came about, but it, uh, I mean, it got, it got my attention, kept my attention too. So, uh, what'd you think? I really thought it was great. I mean, they are popping off, like want to have a solid, uh, you know, tag team division. You want a solid women's division. That's, I feel like the AEW's weakest point right now, and Chris Jericho said it best, you know, they are elite, and I want to see these ladies God, What's that face? I don't like it. What? You gotta have to cut stuff. What? You have to cut listening. stuff again. I don't like you. What What I do? I'm just listening. You did. And I'm you, trying to... you were doing you. I did. So, so I, I, I uh, You distracted me with your face. How you did I face. just? You made a face. Try don't make go. faces. Go. You, go. you made go. me Okay. Whatever. Go. 
Uh, Chris Jericho is right. They blew they blew it out of the water. It was an excellent tag team matches to see these two teams advance. Uh, I'm excited to see how it goes forward. Hopefully, we get over fifty thousand viewers. It'll be one of them coming up here. I think yeah, it's, for sure. Uh, are they doing it through the the, the whole week? Yeah, uh, so it's one, once a week, next few weeks. Um, we don't necessarily know like when this is going to end, but if oh, I had to guess, it, oh, oh, yeah, it, okay, yeah, Monday is okay. seven o'clock on YouTube. Um, at, at this point, if I had to guess, it's you know I, this is probably something that'll culminate at All Out September fifth. Um, we'll see, but I'm I'm definitely optimistic. It's nice that they're adding you know tag team. Women's tag team championships, especially because they seem to value tag team wrestling more so than uh, more so than WWE. That's something that, again, the women's division, I feel like, in AEW is unfortunately right now one of their weakest points. So definitely something they need to focus on. Strengthen the show overall. For like sure. whole roster overall. Overall. Bleh. Bleh. Can't speak. I can't yeah. speak. But excellent. I mean, I can't wait for the continuing rivalry of this potential uh, again speaking on AEW, this these dual rivalries for one championship you got you know moxley seemingly going against three separate people for one title um he's facing darby allen here tomorrow night uh for the AEW championship we'll face brian cage again at some point it's okay oh, well, we're gonna none, see literally M- none of that MJ, matters okay mjf at so that has been confirmed. MJF will be taking on John Moxley at All Out for the AEW World Championship. Assuming Darby Allen doesn't beat him to not tomorrow night, I'm assuming. Well, which we all don't think Darby Allen will beat him, unfortunately. Like no, he's not winning that match. No, I like Darby, but there's no. I love Darby. I'm not gonna. I hope it's a good match. He's gonna he's gonna DDT the hell out of him though at the end though. It's gonna be good. Yeah, spike him. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep the skateboard out of it. Mr. Allen, you don't want to get hit with that thing. It'll hurt. it'll hurt. Well, I mean, you know, he had that uh, thumbtack covered one last week. That was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, that's a new take. I I missed like that was the. I love the Young Bucks tack boot. The tack board is pretty pretty cool. Tack yeah, skate. that that's uh you know, man, it, and and it's crazy to think about like a dream matchup just because we're talking Darby Darby Allen and Mick Foley. That'd be like Mick Foley in his prime. Darby Allen in his prime. That's a hell of a match right there. Mm-hmm. True story. True story. Well, Mr. Eric, what, uh, you know, we talk on the state of, we spoke on Raw. You know, we can speak kind of like the overall feeling of the program. We, we've been hearing various rumors from different sources, Russell Talk, Raw Culture, uh, you know, the Observer, KHIC, it's just saying that. There is a lot of volatility in Vince McMahon just from everything going on on the outside and the criticism going on from multiple, multiple different entities towards the WWE regarding the pandemic handling and uh, their handling of the roster and their employees themselves. Seeing a Raw that is able to gross over one and a half million viewers for the first time uh, for a while, uh, is this a turn of a good events? Are they going to start hopefully? Focusing more on the creative side of it, maybe creating a more environmentally friendly workspace uh, for everyone, physically and emotionally. I know I loaded it up for you there, buddy. Hit me hard. Vince McMahon is running out of excuses at this point. 
Um, we have seen for the last three, the last three times that we're nearing the release of earnings reports and and you know nearing shareholder calls, Vince has taken severely drastic action because he knows that the num he he is preemptively taking action in case the numbers are not what they should be. Eric Bischoff, George Barrios, and Michelle Wilson, and they're still untangling that cluster. Paul Heyman this time. This is like the buck starts and stops with Vince. Always has, and it will until he dies in Gorilla. Like that, it is what it is. So something clearly needs to change in how ideas get filtered up to the old man because it seems like for every story of I wanted to pull my fucking hair out because I can never get anybody to listen to my ideas. I mean, do you hear did you did you hear about the last meeting between FTR and Vince that last day? Yeah, yeah. They, no idea that they were pitching no, ideas. He had no, no idea. He, apparently just no one would I he claims he has no idea. He probably just chose not to listen. And and that and and there's there's probably some truth to that claiming too as well. It's it's Vince McMahon. I mean for I mean he he's not he's not a perfect person. Let, let's you know let's let's not beat around the bush here. None of us are. But the the problem that I have now is you're this guy that says he can build stars and wants to give people opportunities. You don't need Hollywood writers to come up with pro wrestling. Like, I understand that you want to make it an entertainment-oriented product, and I could understand the appeal of having maybe, like, a handful of people on on staff there. But the proof is in the pudding. When you give wrestlers more creativity and include them in their promos and give them time to shine, give them time being the important word to shine, more often than not, they will deliver. SmackDown has been so good the last few weeks and seeing the likes of Grand Metalik get pushed into an intercontinental title match with with AJ Styles, Drew Gulak, Matt Riddle. Daniel Bryan is a writer for SmackDown now like that. Like he, he has he has more power backstage because he asked, he said, give me the opportunity to work with Gulak. Give me a chance to get him over. If it doesn't work, you don't have to do it again. But it worked, and it got him over, and he he earned more power that way. There are more than a few wrestlers that are kind of on their way out, you know, or at least wanting to hang hang up the boots when it comes to an in-ring career. Bring more wrestlers in as far as the writing team goes because you're going to have people feel some type of way when there's a writer that's planning an angle, and they've never even so much as watched a wrestling match or stepped foot in a ring or maybe didn't even enjoy the product as a kid but needed a fucking job. So – the networks are impatient shareholders are at least happy for now because they did record revenue mostly because they cut down on the production cost by taping at the performance center not and 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 the numbers show the black ones they didn't need to happen at all either but that's another conversation for another time i mean bottom line you know this method of of watching wrestling is not going to be sustainable because quite frankly at this point we don't know when wwe is going to get to tour live audiences again we just don't know when that's going to happen so at least 
you know, if, if we're all going to be stuck at home to watch wrestling and can't go to enjoy the shows, at least know that when you are putting something out, at least try to build it so that way we can't wait to come back when we're allowed to. Like, make me want to go check out it. Well, I mean, it's me. So it's not going to be hard to convince me to go to a show. But, you know, there are people that WWE is going to have to convince. Like, you know, they, they just they haven't they, they haven't done a great job. And, and you know, I, I think that Fox and USA are both starting to have a little bit of buyer's remorse. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I, uh, I, I hope that this is kind of – I hope this is a true wake-up call. Raw Underground, I mean – this is this particular booking decision is one that's going to follow them for the rest of the year. So if, if this is something they believe can work, yeah, they got to be all in, pun intended. Or they'll be all out of time. Ha-ha! <laughs> it's all outs coming up. Never mind. God. Never mind. So this is, again, you've been listening and watching the Eric Squared Circle show. We want to finish. I know that my esteemed, <laughs> esteemed colleague here got a little heated because I know how he feels about, you know, things and how they're going, how they're being handled too. creatively for the WWE. But let's end the show on a happy note. The Bella twins had their Bella babies within hours of birthing their Bella hours. babies. How many hours. hours exactly do we know of Bella baby bonanza? Uh, going on don't know the exact number i just know that uh nikki gave birth on friday and brie was saturday so um everybody's happy and healthy congratulations to nikki brie daniel bryan artem and however you say his name on dancing with the stars a show that i watched exactly once very nice little babies they got babies coming yeah little bella baby wrestling baby baby the bella bros man bella bros come on it works they're both boys yeah, they're both boys. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening and watching. Uh, for Eric Ozio, I'm Eric Robinson. Don't forget, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification button. And if you want to listen to the full show, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for watching this video. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And while you're at it, make sure to turn on those notifications so you guys can be the first to check out our brand new content. It's going to be a leg-slapping good time. Cool.